culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter. With Zach Peter, that's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach on all of the social meds. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, you're going to want to go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on Instagram or just join our private Facebook group by clicking that link in the description below. I'm really excited. I think there's going to be a lot of laughs and probably a little tea to be spilled because this is one of my new favorites. I've had, it's so hard because I feel like I've watched Vanderpump Rules for so many years um, that I have had a love-hate relationship with all of the cast members. But after this last season and especially with like following her on Instagram, I'm truly obsessed in 2020. You know her as the sassy blonde on Bravo TV's Vanderpump Rules. She may have dressed up like an ice queen, but she's no Regina George. Please welcome the author of Fancy AF Cocktails, Ariana Maddox. Hi. Wow. That was an intro like no other. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm Looking cozy. Yeah. Giving you cozy. I'm at home. It is like we, you know, we were chatting a little bit. It is for us spoiled LA people. It is freezing outside, meaning it's um, somewhere in like the upper fifties, um, lower sixties. So we're, we're, we're dying. <laughs> Shorts weather for some people in, in, yeah. in not in LA. Yeah. <laughs> I need fleece. Yes. Okay, so before we dive deep, you have to answer my icebreaker questions, which every guest has to answer. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, first one is where did you grow up and what part of the world are you currently living in? Or are you currently okay. quarantining in? Okay, yeah. So I am from Melbourne, Florida, the 321 Countdown County. Um, and I am currently quarantining slash living slash what else am I going to Where else am I going to go in uh, Los Angeles? <laughs> Love it. Uh, what's one word your mother would use to describe you? Oh, Know it all. <laughs> I'm a bit of a know it all too. At, or she calls me awesome girl, but that's two words. <laughs> I love it. Uh, fun fact. What's one thing people would not expect about you from what we see on TV? Ooh, that I'm more high maintenance than my boyfriend. <laughs> really? He's pretty yeah. high maintenance. 
By far. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm way more high maintenance than he is. No, I love it, though, because I'm about to go get his concealer stick. Yes. I have, like a giant stick. zit on my lip that I'm trying to hide behind the microphone. But I was like, I need that <laughs> concealer stick. <laughs> Drink of choice. I know you have fancy AF cocktails. You have a whole book on it. But what is your current like go to drink? Uh, my current go to drink is an iced red eye, which is iced coffee with a shot of espresso. I love a red eye. Every time I would get on it, I always love to either fly red eye or fly first thing in the morning, like the Mm 6am flights. So I would go straight to the to the Starbucks at the airport and I would just get a red eye and I would be like set. You're jacked up. You're ready. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Last icebreaker question, which is my favorite to ask people. And that's if you had to be reincarnated as a Kardashian which one would it be? Do the Jenners count? The Jenners count. Okay, Kendall. Kendall, why Kendall? Um, because I always wish that I was like really tall and skinny, and I want to be. <laughs> I want to be a supermodel. Uh, oh my god, I love it! I love it. <laughs> if not her, then it's definitely Kris Jenner because oh. she's like a mastermind boss. B o s s b a w s e boss. Yes. <laughs> so Those I. I have to say, I've had a lot of Bravo stars on this show, but when I put out an ask for questions, you got the most like fan questions of people flooding my DMs, like wanting Ooh, to just me. pick your, which I was so surprised about. I'm not that, that I'm surprised I, by that, honestly. <laughs> I'm genuinely surprised by that. So yeah, no, no tea, no shade. Like I'm just genuinely surprised by that. I would be shade against myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess before we dive into it, why don't you give people an update from when we saw the reunion, which was like the beginning of, you know, COVID, where, like, what have you been up to? How are you doing? You've obviously made it this far. 2020 is almost over and you've survived this far. Knock on wood. I've made it. Yeah, that was like COVID era one back when we were like, yeah, you know, just be like a month and then we'll be back. Um, And no, we're still going. Um, we've, it's so crazy because this whole thing has felt like it's either been super fast or it's been forever. Like it's, it's honestly like one of those moments where you're like, wow, time's flying because every day is groundhog day. But at the same time, it's crawling by because it's groundhog day. And the election week was, I mean, I'm still recovering from my like 128 hours nonstop in front of the the news yeah um i just feel like it's been this this year has just been such a whirlwind and like okay so personally i mean everything and nothing has been <laughs> i feel like like so many people i know are pregnant everyone's having covid you know quarantine babies i'm like you know everyone's very busy in the bedroom right now And I've just been like, there's been some, this is like my year of planting seeds. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we're, we're coming out with a a partnership with Gardenuity that does these, they deliver these um, herb gardens straight to your house and they're tailored specifically for where you live. So we're coming out with this partnership between Gardenuity and Fancy AF to celebrate our one year anniversary Uh of Fancy AF. So that's really exciting. And we've been working on doing this like digital sh- cocktail show. It's just like, you know, it, it feels like I'm either on speed or I'm taking a nap. 
Like I, there's no in between, you know what I'm saying? So you're not actively picking up extra shifts at Sir? (laughs) No. (laughs) Sir, actually, you know, what's crazy is Sir just reopened, Pump just reopened. Now we're waiting to find out like what's going on with Tom, Tom, are they going to reopen soon or are they taking their time? They don't have the same like garden space. Yeah. I was going to say, but weren't they opening up the space next door as the garden? Is that still happening? Yeah, but it's still underneath, like, a roof Mm. until you get to, like, the back area where it's more open. So I don't know with COVID restrictions with the health department. I personally, like, don't know what are the stipulations. Like, do they have to get rid of that outdoor ceiling or – which is then it's risky because if it rains, you know, yikes. Um, But, yeah, I'm not sure. So I actually don't have any information on that, but, uh, but yeah. (laughs) So Crystal Conroy in our Facebook group, uh, she said, I absolutely love Ariana. She's tough. She takes no shit. She's a survivor. Please ask her how she's doing with quarantine. I know she suffers from depression as many of us do. And I'm just wondering what is she going to do to keep her mental health strong during such chaos? Yes. Oh my God. I'm hiding from the sunlight. Uh, well, that's a really good question. Um, I've kept up with my weekly therapy, therapy appointments. Um, it's like been the one thing that is a constant and no matter what on Tuesdays I have therapy. So if it's like a really rough week or a rough few days, there's something about just knowing that I have that. That's mm-hmm. like something to look forward to something to keep the ball rolling because yeah, it has been really tough and it's tough for me personally because my way of dealing with things is that I isolate myself anyway. Mm. Like that's kind of my go-to thing is to isolate myself. So now that everyone's having to do that, it's almost like in a way it makes me feel more normal, but at the same time, it's also just like so unnatural for us as people to not have um, that connection, that human connection that we all actually need. Right. Um, and it's definitely made me like very awkward. <laughs> like I, like me and you, this is the most I've spoken like face to face so person in like quite a long time. So I'm just like, I'm rambling. <laughs> Are you and Tom? Has it, we've seen like, it's been a little, like couples have been going crazy living with each other. Cause it feels like you're constantly on top of each other. Are you guys like, did you have to do couples therapy to like keep <laughs> the relationship solid? <laughs> we've definitely discussed it at times and they're like, should we do that? Um, but yeah, we've, we try to, especially because we also work together Um, because, you know, like we wrote our book together and we have other projects together. So it's like living together, working together and then being together. And then on top of that, having to really be home so much more, we are working on if it's not like working hours and there's not, um, like a specific like project that we're working on and we're talking about together to then not try to like compartmentalize and keep that stuff away so that we can actually have like the romance still be yeah. there and not have it feel very like, um, 
yeah, tired, I guess. <laughs> Are there any like uh, tips or tricks? You said that you've kept up your your therapy weekly. Are there any other strategies that maybe anybody else that might be struggling to feel isolated or feeling suffocated in their home with their partner? Tips and strategies that you found that have been really grounding or, you know, just yeah. kind of helped you keep stay sane? Going for a walk mm. has been a big one. And especially, you know, I have dogs, but we have a yard. So I don't do that as much as I used to as when we lived in the apartment, I would have to always be taking Charlotte for a walk. Now it has become something that the dog doesn't actually need it, but I need it. I need to smell that fresh air, walk around, you know, kind of take in, you know, if I see a bird or, you know, some flowers, things like that. Like, being actually like out in a little bit of, of nature and walking around, that's a huge one. Um, and then if there's any sort of like the, they've been keeping up a little bit of like the farmer's markets here mm-hmm. because they're outdoor. And I highly recommend, even if you don't go buy anything to just kind of like walk around with your mask on, peruse the stalls if you can, if your town has anything like that. Again, just like kind of walking around. Like moving your feet and maybe listening to some music while you're taking in something visual. It kind of like, it gets us out of that, like, um, those wheels turning just like on top of themselves in our heads, I think. No, I think that that's great. And I love the farmer's markets. Like right now is a great time to be supporting our local farmers. You know, it was yeah, a rough year for everybody true. financially that if we can support the small businesses as much, as much as we can, I'm always a big fan of that. But it's funny that you mentioned yeah. the dogs because I live in downtown LA. So and people don't have, I mean, we have we have like a little, a tiny little dog park in our complex, but people, I would look out my window and I would just see people walking their dogs at the beginning in phase one, as you said, of, of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, and people would be walking their dogs like four times a day to the point where they were like walking their dog and the dog's like dragging them. Like the dog is fucking tired. The dog yeah. wants a break. <laughs> Just walk yourself. Walk yourself at this point. Yeah. The dog's like, please, no, not again. <laughs> how do you feel? Cause I've talked about it on this show um, a lot with the, this past season of Vanderpump. How do you feel with how they tackled your depression on the show? Cause for me as a viewer, I saw it as they made it seem like you struggled and you were having a really hard time. And then you had one conversation with Lisa, you picked up a couple of shifts at sir. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're cured. What was yeah. your analysis of how they handled your mental health last season? Um, I felt like it was, well, number one, I just want to give a little bit of praise to them for, for having it included. And and honestly, just like being honest and, um, and just going down that road, because it's one of those things where it's always been there, but I've been able to kind of mask it, or I've been able to, you know, get around really talking about, about it for a few years. And so you know, I, re- and there's, there's one of our, well, I love all of our producers, but one of our producers, Lindsay, she was just like my rock through all of that. And so if there was something going on and she was there producing that day when we were filming, like it just felt so much more comfortable to be able to, to like let the guard down and just really be real about what was going on. So I do really applaud them for, for showing the nitty gritty and go in the ins and outs. I think where I have to say there's a little bit of the other side is not so much in what was filmed, but just in how things were edited and put together in the end. 
because they did film me going to therapy and they did film me kind of, in my opinion, having a bit of a, a triumph moment where I finished my book. It was going to the printers. We were celebrating. We were putting it out for, for pre-sale. And it was like this beautiful moment. They filmed um, us doing a meditation thing. It was me and it was Kristen. And it was like, we were really all coming together. And I feel like without those, those moments to round out, not only my experience with it, but connecting with Kristen on it, connecting with Brittany on it, people that you don't necessarily see us have those kinds of moments on a regular basis together. So not getting us getting to see that, you know, on the audience end when it ends up on the cutting room floor in the editing room, I think doesn't round, it doesn't feel as, as whole. It doesn't feel as three-dimensional or as real or as rounded because right, as you say, if you're only watching the show and you're not living it, you know, you are just seeing, I picked up a couple of shifts that sir, me and Lisa talked about it. And then I'm like, yay, you know, <laughs> you put on some makeup and you're good. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What do you think would be a more accurate? I mean, you, you mentioned all the moments that we didn't get to see, but what from that journey would you like to have clarified about your struggle? Cause it was filmed what last year, what about mm-hmm. your struggle with depression would you like to clarify for people that may have watched the show and watched you go through this, but could use a little more, um, could maybe relate to you a little more. Um, yeah. So, so I think that while it is something that is a part of me and has been a part of me for a very long time and most likely will be a part of me for possibly the foreseeable future, it's not, and this goes for me and I, and you know, I don't want to speak for everybody who has depression, but it's not all of who I am. And so I do, I, I live with depression and I have fun. I live with depression and I get shit done. I live with depression and sometimes I don't get out of bed. I live with depression. You know, that's just, it's kind of, it's there, but that doesn't mean, cause I, I did see at the time there were some people who were like, yeah, but she was out. Uh, she was drinking and having fun at that party. And it's like, right. Both things can be true and both things are true. And so I think that, and that's one thing that on the worst of days has been helpful. It has been something that I've, you know, kind of tried to change my, my way that I frame it in my own mind and say that um, instead of what I used to say is like, I suffer from, but now I will say like, I live with, Mm -hmm. so I live with it. It's there. It's, but I'm still, I'm living. Yeah. And I can still thrive with or without it. If it's there, fine. And it almost helps me to just kind of acknowledge it, say, hello, hi, thank you for what you're doing. But like, please clock out and go home. Yeah. You know, no, <laughs> like I, mean, I got it from here. Thank you. <laughs> I love that because I know I went through a really rough, like 10 year battle with bulimia. And I remember I went into treatment and I did therapy and like, it took a lot of work to get out on the other side of it. And, you know, I, you know, when people, and it has its layers of depression and anxiety, it's very different, but it has its layers. And I remember having to like explain to people after the fact, I'm like, it's something that I had to live with. It's something that I'm still going to kind of have to live with to a degree. But like, you know, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that there isn't, you don't have good days or you don't, you can't have a bright life, you know, on the other side. Yeah. 
for sure. Congratulations on overcoming that. That's Thank you. huge. Yeah. Karen wants to know why you keep doing the show. Are you doing it for Tom or do you do it because you really enjoy it for you? I mean, I think. Or is it just Tom the paycheck says, is too good? Well, I mean, <laughs> of course, I don't turn I don't turn down jobs, which is, of course, like a little bit of a side note. Like I always said that you know, getting involved with the show was a way, in my opinion, in the beginning, I've always said I want to work. So if something in, in work begets work, in my opinion, I always feel like, you know, you, you do a good job or you do a job on something and then that then propels you to connect to other people, right. other opportunities. Um, but as I've continued to do the show, I enjoy so much meeting people who watch the show. I enjoy so much getting to talk to those people. I really love, I love the good nights of filming that are fun and silly. And I love being able to be a part of this experience. But it's so funny because, you know, when it comes to like the, the tense parts, Tom always says, if you don't feel like when we, when we had a lot of new people come on and people were nervous about filming and about like, what is it going to be like? And, you know, Dana's a good friend of mine and, and talking to Dana and saying things like, you know, I love you and you're going to be fine. Yeah. But as Tom says, if you don't feel like you're going to puke, then you're not doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> Like if you, like, if you are not like, if your stomach doesn't feel like this, when you're having those tense moments and those tense conversations, then you probably don't care enough or it's not, you know, because that's how it really feels. I think we all, we all really put ourselves out there and we are riding that, that line of that. It's, it's, you're on edge for yeah. sure. Um, so but you know, good comes out of it. And the final product is always just something that's so fun to watch. And, you know, of course it's different for us watching it. It's a little bit more intense, but it's, it's awesome to be a part of. So it's so funny to me. Cause I do see people say stuff like that. Like, why is she on it? If she doesn't like it. And I'm like, you know what? The only time I don't like shit is when I don't feel like it's real. Yeah. The real shit I fucking love. So and I you, love people telling their real stories. How do you deal with the fake shit? Because I know I had Sheena on the show, I think, last month. And we were talking about how I seen her YouTube channel and seen her Instagram. You get a very different Sheena than the edits mm -hmm. that we would consistently get of her on the show in seasons prior. And I'm like, how did you, like, why did you keep signing up for it? Because they would like shred you in these edits to the point where I was like, I didn't like the Sheena I watched on Vanderpump Rules, but mm -hmm. I like the full 360 Sheena that I get to see now. So yeah. how do you deal with those moments? Like, is there like a mental space that you need to like detach from? Or is it like do you like go into blow up on the producers and the tags like how do you deal with you know not getting your full side of the story out there it can be really frustrating when you're watching it but there is always this thing of you know at least personally I just know I've seen people even if you're like it was the edit yeah right if you say that though people are like yeah right you're full of yeah. shit no, it's not. You're just a bitch. Yeah. And so it's almost better, you know, you have to just take it on the chin a little bit and just say, look, people are still enjoying the show. 
it really isn't, it, it trust me, it's annoying, especially I can, with Sheena, like I, there's been so many times where we're watching and we're texting each other and we're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> um, but it's almost like we don't have any, any power there. So yeah. you just have to hope that. that you still you just stay true to yourself and hopefully the people who see it, see it. And maybe one day it will pay off in the end. <laughs> Mo H wants to know what your relationship is like with Brittany and Stassi now. I mean, we're cool. We definitely have been, I think, with COVID and also with the, the, their pregnancies and stuff like that. We definitely don't hang out like in person. Um, and I certainly, you know, would never want to put anybody in danger anyways. Um, obviously with Brittany, there's always like that tension of like me yeah. and Jax. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Of course, that's, that's going to be a thing. Um, but I love her so much. And we did get to see each other at Sheena's um, pregnancy reveal party a couple weeks ago. And it was good to see her then. And Stassi and I have texted a couple of times, but I think it's just kind of the the same kind of thing. We're just, we're all just kind of in our own little bubbles right now. But yeah. I think the biggest question people had was why you weren't at any of the gender reveal parties with exception for Sheena's. You and Tom were absent a lot. Yeah. Well, Lala's and Brittany's. Well, I think with- Were you at Stassi's? I don't think Stassi had one. Oh, it was just a photo that they posted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would have been, <laughs> but with Britney's, I think but you can kind of infer from, you know, it's Jax. So obviously. Was there an and invite? Then, huh? Was there an invite? No, oh. no, no, no. Yeah. And then with Lala's, yeah, we weren't invited to that. You know, she wasn't, there was a small group of people. And, you know, that's the thing about COVID is you really kind of figure out, you know, but at the same time, as much as it, it's, it's not that surprising, you know, because even if you look at like where we left off with the reunion, it was okay, let's try to, to do better and let's try to rekindle this friendship. So we were already light years behind of where we were years ago. So, you know, it's, it's fine. You know what I mean? And then the Jax thing is just obvious. <laughs> uh, Summer all the time on Instagram wants to know whose kid would you let call you auntie? Oh, well, she is obvious, obviously, obviously Jackson, Brittany. Yeah, of <laughs> course. <laughs> no, I think anybody can call me auntie. I'm auntie Ariana for all my friends, kids. And I'm constantly trying to get them, you know, especially when they're young. I'm like, I don't want to be like that one Cause then I remember when I was a kid, mm-hmm. so I've seen a lot of this stuff online where people were like, Oh, their kids are going to grow up together. They're all going to be best friends. And I'm like, um, that's not how it was for me when I was a kid. If I was, it was like my mom's friends, kids. I was like, okay, I I'll be nice to hang out with I'm like, them. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like mom's making me hang out with these people. I don't even know. We don't go to school together. Like all of that. So I'm like, I, and then, you you know, if you don't see certain adults on a regular basis as a kid, you're like, who is that? They're weird. Yeah. So they're like, I remember you when you were, you know, so-and-so. You're like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Right. (laughs) So like my friends, kids, I'm always like, I need to be around or at least like be at like, like in their face enough 
so that I'm not like mom's weird stranger friend. Like I, because I feel like I knew there were so many adults growing up that I was like, I really have no idea who this person is, yeah. but they they know me. They saw so me I'm in diapers. <laughs> Um, so Teresa updates on Instagram made a good point. She said, what are your thoughts about Lala? Since at the reunion, she said that she wanted to be a better friend to you. And now it seems like you guys aren't maybe as close as we would have expected there to be some sort of mending over the summer. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like she has been reaching out or trying to be a better friend? Well, there was like, there have been a couple of times where she's reached out and I was having, there was one time where I was having just like the worst week. And I was just kind of like, I, I can't really like, it was, would have been a lot to unload on her at that time. Um, and I think again, with COVID, it's like things that maybe would have, and we also expected to be all filming at this point now. Yeah. so that also kind of takes away a lot of those opportunities to see each other, talk to each other. So it's kind of hard to know like how it would have gone had we all not just immediately like locked down right after that. Um, and then everything that happened with her and Sheena obviously is like tough for me because I love, I'm very protective of Sheena and I love her so much. And so, you know, when somebody goes off about my girl, I get really, you know, like protective mom over Sheena. And so that was tough too. And then now we're again in that position where if we were filming, we probably, or if there was no COVID, we would have been in a situation where we all would have run into each other already at a certain point. Um, Conversations probably would have been had already at this point, but now it's like, you know, because of COVID more time is going by. Right. And I know, you know Sheena said that she's like done with Stassi and with Lala. Are you kind of with Sheena on that? Where do you Listen, see your friendships? I, I mean, I don't know where I, for me personally, just speaking for myself, I don't know that I'm at that point. Yeah. However, I completely understand that Sheena feels that way. And I, I fully support that decision if that's how she feels, given the circumstances of everything that's happened and what had been said to her and about her, uh, you know, if that was me, I probably would have said the same thing. Right. You know, so, so if someone's going to talk shit about me like that, then maybe next time we talk (laughs) (laughs) and that might be me. (laughs) Uh, So Andy Cohen did an interview with Danny Pellegrino and he said that Vanderpump rules, should it come back would create more of a story that's absolutely real, especially now that he said, because Stassi and Kristen have exited the show, they didn't actually work it, sir, which Kristen then kind of responded to. And she's like, well, nobody really works it, sir. So what do you, what do you think would be, um, we would see if Vanderpump rules were to come back in probably 2021 at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say, obviously we would be seeing the pregnancies and births of Lala, Sheena, Brittany, um, that I think there's no way that they could, even if like what Andy's saying about the restaurant and stuff. Yeah. I think that that's true. Like if they want to focus a lot more on the restaurants, then of course people who aren't connected to them, but at the same time, that also includes a lot of the OG cast. And I don't imagine them doing a show where they're not also telling, cause it's a pretty compelling story that, you know, half of them are pregnant and having babies. 
Um, so it's hard to say. I think what happens every year is that they always just say, live your life and we're going to follow it. And so I think that that's a more ex of exactly what you would see in another season is just an authentic way of following what's happening in people's lives. And I think you probably would see possibly some more new cast members. I don't have any real information on that, but I can only imagine that given that they're not going to have a couple of the new ones back that they would probably want to pick that back up um, with some new, new people. Um, and I'm open to all of it. I think it's fun. I loved filming. I, I love all of the people who, you know, were new last season, all the girls. I had so much fun with all of them. Um, I think, you know, our age difference is fun and our friendship, it yeah. cracks me up. Um, and I think that hopefully, hopefully a new season would be something that is, I know people love the drama, but for me, I, I'm not mentally stable enough for <laughs> yeah. drama sometimes, especially in the world that we're living in. Yeah. So I might be excited to have a season that's a little bit of like some positive and super fun, uplifting, fun. like let's go party and try to... So are you even kind of glad that you got to take a little break this year and not have to film with just the heavy undertone of 20? It's not even an undertone at this point. It's a thick fog <laughs> that we're overtone. in. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, yeah. Having like a little bit of that break, it might end up being the best thing that happened because, yeah, what would we do? I mean, how would we... I. I know that other shows on Bravo are filming right now and I can only imagine just like how stressful that is. And, you know, they're all walking around filming with face shields and stuff like that. And I, I can only imagine, and especially with, with people on our cast being pregnant, I would just think that it wouldn't be, it would be even less safe yeah. for them. So, so yeah, let's just, I'm just going to go ahead and say it's great, a great positive thing and we'll be back in full force when we come back. So being that we had Stassi and Kristen removed from the show, but they're clearly still part of the group, do you think that there would be any integration of them, whether it's having them either make cameos or even just hearing about them on the show next season? Or do you think we probably wouldn't even touch that? I have no idea, to be honest with you. I think that if I go, if I go and say, like, I don't think that they would, who knows, they might have, like, different ideas. Yeah. Um, I would think that if they, I, I would think that they just wouldn't be at any sort of filming filmed thing. You know, of course, Katie is very close with both of, I mean, I'm close with Kristen. Like we're, we're all, we all still know each other, but I, I think that when it comes to like filming and stuff, they would just not be at something that was filmed. But then again, who knows um, if the showrunners have like different ideas or if Bravo's like, look, we're, we can, we're going to acknowledge, but we're not. I, I honestly, I don't know. Yeah. That's a production question. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause I think you, you also, I mean, you also run into the issue of, well, if someone's there, do you put a mic on them? Yeah. And then if you, if you do, then shouldn't you pay them? Yeah, I mean, it's like who knows. Yeah, it gets. I think it gets complicated. It's almost like best that if I if I were Bravo, I'd be like, you know what, we can't. It's too much to deal with. It's just too much. You know, we'll just we'll just not go there. 
Uh, CB wants to know, what's your plan for after Vanderpump Rules? Should it, I mean, it may be around for another 10 years or it may be oh my God. <laughs> around for one. What did what yeah. do you envision your life? Like, let's say Vanderpump Rules has one more season and you kind of have this open yeah. horizon. What do you think is next for you and Tom? Or for Oh my you? gosh. Well, I would want to have, I mean, I want to take over the world, you know? I'm like, I want to get on my Beyonce shit, you know? I'm like, yeah. I want another book. I want another, I want another fancy AF. And then I want like maybe my own book. And then I want my own, uh, like maybe my own show in some capacity, like not reality show, but a different kind of thing. Um, I want to get involved in, I, like, listen, it, what don't I want to do? <laughs> it's really, this has been my problem my whole life is that I want to do everything. And so I get overwhelmed. And then sometimes it's like, now you're doing nothing. Yeah. Um, so hopefully keeping the ball rolling and actually doing the million gajillion things that I want to do. Um, hopefully banner pump rules has at least another, I don't know, year or two. Hopefully I think that there are stories to tell. And if there's an audience that's interested in those stories, then I think let's do it. You know, I would love to see a Tom Tom spinoff. I would love that too. That would be fun. Are I you, think it'd be fun. Are you close with Katie? I know the Toms are really close and they have Tom Tom, but are you and Katie, I guess I haven't really seen much or we haven't seen much of a, a sisterhood between you two. Yeah, we, well, whenever me and Katie hang out, we always have a really fun time. And we really, I, I really enjoy her. We send a lot of TikToks back and forth to each other. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then sometimes she'll be like, is Tom at your house? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I, yeah, I don't, he's, you know, like we kind of like wrangle, like, cause they're always together, the Toms. Yeah. And of course, like with COVID it's like, she's at home, I'm here. And Tom and Tom will be over in the corner doing their cameos where they like play trumpet and whatever else. And she's like, are they seriously still doing cameos? And I'll be like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we kind of like make fun roasting the guys a little bit and yeah, she's like my, my TikTok. We love to send TikToks to each other. I feel like everyone's starting their own podcast too now. Katie has her podcast. Lisa started her own podcast. Are you listening to any of these podcasts? Would you start your own? I would love to start my own. I've been kind of working a little bit on something for a little while and mm -hmm. hopefully soon I'll have like more of a solid, um, splashy, exciting thing to tell you. Um, but yeah, I've, I've listened to Katie's a few times. I kind of like go by who's the guest. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really excited about um, Sarah Landry, who's the bird's papaya on Instagram. I'm obsessed with her. And so yeah. that was an episode that I was really into. Um, I haven't listened to Lisa's yet, but I, I really want to. I'm like really curious about it. Um, and I imagine that it's just like so much fun. Are you and Lisa on good terms? I know you guys have had like a, an up and down relationship over the past few years. Yeah, we're on good terms. Um, I wish that, you know, we were at a, place now where we were able to all see each other yeah. um i haven't seen her well virtually the reunion but you know of course i haven't seen her in person since before that so yeah i kind of i miss the whole the vibe the whole vibe i miss you know going to sir going to tom tom and see, just even whether we're getting along or not depending on who it is like just that whole 
I don't know, atmosphere of it. Yeah. I well, miss it. I miss watching it. I can't wait to see what comes from Vanderpump Rules or just Bravo in general. I feel like this was such a an interesting year. But one thing that I always kind of kept saying is that, like, if anything, this is going to push a year of innovation. We're going to find mm. new ways to create content. And it's going to be, you know, well, it's, it's just going to make us more creative in the end. You're right. And it's kind of, it really is, it's doing that. And we're also realizing that all those like meetings that we felt like we had to go to, we could have just been doing oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's great. There was no you need know, to inside. sit into 30 minutes of LA traffic just to go to a meeting yeah. that wasn't that necessary. Exactly. It's kind of, you know, it's, I think it's really, um, if there is a silver lining to it, it's prioritizing certain things. Yeah. And I think it's like really show it kind of putting a mirror up to things. And so I think that, I think it will, you know, fingers crossed, make us all better. <laughs> I agree. I say fingers crossed because you never know. <laughs> fingers crossed, knock on wood, light some Jesus candles, some sage, do a little rain dance. I got my sage over here. Hold on. <laughs> I got my sage bundles. I got my crystal, my big amethyst crystal. I'm oh here. I'm, we're ready to go. <laughs> I'm going to get a crystal amethyst egg to just stick up inside me like, like when it's outro. Oh my, I love it. Uh, I love if someone it. breaks into my house, like this is what I'm killing them with. My I amethyst. <laughs> well, thank you, Ariana. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. You look so warm and cozy. It's just like snuggle vibes to everybody listening right now. But thank thank you, you for having me so much. Thank you. I really appreciate you calling in. And everybody, uh, where can they follow you and go order Fancy AF? Fancy co- fancy AF cocktails. Um, if you go, my Instagram is Ariana, A-R-I-A-N-A, 252525. Um, and your phone number? There's a link in my bio to buy Fancy AF. And keep your eye out for our partnership with Gardenuti. It's going to be really cool. Um, gardening is something that has saved me in this crazy time. So I'm excited to have that go come along with it. It's going to be a fun it. time. Well, I, I, I'm going to need to go get me some, some garden sent over to my apartment <laughs> and green up with all my fake plants around here. I need some real ones. Yes. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Fields with Zach Peter. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. Don't forget to join our private Facebook group for all the latest reality tea and follow us at No Filter with Zach so you can stay up to date with the latest show news and see what other guests like Ariana are coming on. Um, her boyfriend may or may not be coming on next month. That may be a little a little tea that I'm spilling a little early. You never know, but you're going to want to subscribe <laughs> and stay tuned and leave me a five-star review because I'm a millennial. I bleach my hair and I love that validation. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next week. Bye.